The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Careful making wishes in the dark, dark, can't be so Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia. And on this episode, I decided to jump on Instagram for a little bit and take some Q&A questions from our fans on there. And if you haven't followed us on Instagram, it is at Halo underscore Haven, just like our Twitter. Um, so just real quick before I play that little, uh, about half an hour um, clip, I just want to give a uh, shout out to uh, Mike Brown from the Big League Chewing Podcast. Um, we had him on last week. And if you follow us on our, on our Twitter or our YouTube or uh, Facebook streams where we stream a lot of the podcast live. He was on last week, but because of some technical difficulties on my end, as far as <laughs> equipment, um, when I look back to replay it back for the podcast, the, there was a lot of noise, background noise. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't pleasant for the ears. So I, I didn't feel comfortable putting it out there for you guys. So, uh, I made a couple upgrades for the equipment. This was kind of my, uh, upgrade, uh, test, if you will, for this equipment to go on Instagram Live, record something as I'm, you know, doing a live on there, and then playing it back and seeing if it works. Um, so again, Mike Brown was a was a uh, was a really good guest the last time we had on last week. It was with him and Chris and I. Um, so really looking forward to having them back on again. But because of like I said, technical difficulties, uh, we weren't able to put it on a podcast. But because it got streamed live, you know, it was out there. There's nothing I could do with it on the other ones. But uh, so this is my little test for the new equipment. I answer some questions on Instagram Live. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then I will play the um, Q and A session from our Instagram Live. So again, thank you very much. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. The football playoffs are in full effect and the NBA is back. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season, from spreads and totals to team player and coaches props. Bet Online gives you the most options to wager than any other place online. Just head over to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is promo code Armchair. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Obviously, there's been a lot going on uh, baseball-wise today. Um, Angel stuff, uh, just kind of as the day has been going on and on uh, the couple last couple weeks. Uh, I haven't done a Q&A on here or even like a live in a while, so I figured this is a good time to jump on and see how people are feeling about not only the season starting, but also... Um, where the Angels are right now as far as the progression through the offseason and obviously not getting the people they or the fans wanted right away, 
but also, you know, kind of for what they have gotten, are you okay with that? Are you not okay with that? So uh, I decided to jump on here um, to do a Q&A real quick on our Instagram Um and but a little look behind the scenes also. I got some new uh, podcasting equipment, so I am trying to podcast and record this right now just to see how that equipment works. So in theory, this should all be up on the podcast tomorrow morning. Um, it'll be entitled, you know, Instagram Q&A. Uh, so obviously I'm taking questions here, and I did ask for a little bit of questions earlier. So I will pull up one of those as we get started, and we wait for other people to um, jump on. So the first one I'm going to pull up here is a very simple question. It says, Archer, yes or no? Um, Chris Archer, I think, is a pitcher that I think are kind of like a dime a dozen right now. Like, I do not think there is a pitcher out there that will uh, necessarily turn this um, this this Angels team into a automatic contender free agency wise. Obviously, people think that with Bauer, um, and that could be it. That's probably the closest guy who could do that, but. Um, when you're talking about pitchers left in the free agent market, a lot of guys are probably like high risk, high reward, whether it's been at Paxton, Archer, um, uh, Odorizzi. Those guys are, again, like kind of high risk, high reward. Um, but if the Angels can get two of those guys, and again, it's, 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 there's plenty out there. Okay, there's plenty out there. Um, can they be contenders? I mean, they were kind of contenders last year, if you think about it. And, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, on our live streams. If you take last year's team and they did lose, what, 14 games because of blown saves. Now, if you kind of cut that number in half, uh, they are in the playoffs. So in my in my eyes, if you're in the playoffs or in that kind of, you know, a couple games out from the playoffs when the season ends, then I think you're a contender. Now, a lot of people might make the case, well, they wouldn't do anything in the playoffs, which is, you know, could be you could be correct. Like, I, that's hard to tell. But I'm under the impression that, you know, not necessarily the best teams always win the World Series. It takes a hot team at the right time. Um, you can have two hot pitchers at the right time can carry you a long way in the World Series or in, in the playoffs. And that's all you need to do. You just need to get to the playoffs before anything. So if you're going to ask me if the Angels are contenders right now, probably not. If they sign a couple guys and they have good years, then yes. But again, that's all going to depend on what happens uh, with the season starting. There's another one. Will Reed Detmers be on the big club at any point this season? Um, again, I think that's kind of hard to – I think if the Angels have their – if the Angels plan out a perfect season of how they want everything to work, no. But, again, like a lot of things, that doesn't work that way. We were getting a lot of these questions, what, two years ago about Griffin Canning. Is he going to be up? Is he going to be up? And everything we've heard from other people was like, no, he's not going to be up. You know, they want him to spend some time. But then injuries happen. This guy goes down. That guy goes down. And now your next available option is that young pitcher in the minor league system. So for me to sit here and say Reed Detmers is never going to be up on the ball club at any point next season would be kind of irresponsible of me. Because, you know, if two or three people go down next year and he's killing it, then he very easily could. But if there's no major injuries, no major setbacks to your major players as far as starting rotation, there's a very good opportunity that he doesn't see the, the major league team next year. But if the Angels had a plan, I would guess they probably would have it as him not being in the starting rotation at any point next year. Again, he hasn't pitched a single pitch in professional baseball. Last year hurt someone, especially like Reed Detmers. Usually you get drafted, you go into the Arizona League. Usually you have all this time, you go into the minor leagues. Then the next season... You know, so if that's what the plan is, he's going to go in the minor league season system this year. Now he can excel through it. They can start him at Double A, give him three or four starts there, and then bring him right up to Triple A if they like what they see. 
that to me is more realistic than if than him seeing the big big league club sometime in November October. Um, but he is a guy that, like Chris Rodriguez, you hope you expect great things from coming into this off this season, uh, the um, hopefully minor league season because. Again, the minor league season, I don't know what's going to happen with the minor league season. They haven't had any um, – nothing's came out publicly about if they'll have a minor league system uh, a season this year. I, you know, uh, the, the majority of those minor league teams are not owned by baseball uh, owners, franchises. Some of them are, some of them aren't, but the majority of them are, are owned by independent people. They just have an affiliation with the team, and the team – provides them players now everything else outside that that minor league team is um responsible for so paying their employees paying their cashiers paying their ticket people their security that doesn't come from the baseball team so if you're going to have a minor league team a minor league season this year but with no fans and that's their sole 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 place to get revenue it's going to be hard for me to he- to see the Atlanta Pirates 66ers who you know are up the freeway from where we are right now in Riverside having a season with no fans but yet that's how they're going to pay their employees now do they try to get money from from the owners MLB owners say hey we need this so we can just run everyday you know games here I, you know owners are kind of tight and people have seen that so it'll be really interesting to see how the minor league system and then obviously Reed Detmers and Chris Rodriguez and Brandon Marsh and all those guys are affected by that because you know if there isn't a minor league season this year this is going to be really really tough for these young players not only with the Angels but I think you know just a league wide um, another question we'll go with um, are you let's see this one are you going to do a virtual game i'm not sure what a virtual game is um maybe you can ask a question back and give me a little more information about it but um maybe i don't know uh another one uh let's see i think a joe adele I like Joe Adele, but I think uh, B. Marshall, Brandon Marsh is more polished and solid uh, lefty bat. What do you think? I've always liked Brandon. I've seen both of them. Um, I, I like I've liked Brandon since I've seen him in, in the minor league system. Again, we're really close to Inland Empire. They're a single A affiliate, or was a single A affiliate for a while. Now it's like they're low A. But um, both those guys are, are when they were together at at Inland Empire, they really stood off the page. I felt Joe was just more raw, more athletic, but more raw than Brandon. I think Brandon was a little bit more polished, especially um, outfield-wise. And I think you've seen it. Uh, Brandon's won like defensive minor league player of the year, like through like the two years, the two full minor league seasons he's been there, um, and defensive minor league of camp. I think last year. So Brandon's defense is already major league ready. I think they're just trying to get more consistent at bats for him, more consistent power for him. And he has had a little bit of an injury bug here and there. Now, last season or whatever you want to call it, he went through the whole year without any kind of hiccup. So that's a good sign. But, yeah, Brandon is still a very capable outfielder. Um, I'm not going to be one of these guys I hear that have – that say he's going to be this and everything. Um, I don't know. You know, if he's a, a three-time all-star in his career, that's a very good career. That's very good for an outfielder in any kind of major league system and any major league team. So if that's the if that's the, the ceiling for him, then that's great. I mean, that, that helps. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, obviously there's a lot of talk right now. We're kind of going back on the Nolan Arenado. 
uh, trade, it seems like. Uh, you know, it, it, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how that deal finalizes because it's still a work in progress. But that NL Central is locked down if Arenado does go to um, – if Arenado goes to uh, the, the Cardinals, that – that team is going to win that division easily. Um, a lot of conversation on here about who's a better third baseman. Uh, you know, some people like different types of third baseman. Some people like to put more emphasis on a bat. Some people like to put more emphasis on the glove. Some people like to put more emphasis on leadership and winning and all that stuff. I don't know. Um, but, you know, if you have an Arenado, a Rendon, a Bregman, like, I don't think you can go, go, go wrong with any one of those guys. Like, obviously, if you're in a pickup game, and those those three guys left and you're on the third on the list, whoever you get back isn't necessarily going to be a bad pick. So, you know, obviously a lot of Angels fans love Rendon, and rightfully so, but Arenado, Bregman, Machado, those guys are not bad at all. Um, S-Flood2542 asks, what's the point of sending uh, Adele to the minors? I think it's for him to get more acclimated, get more pitching, get more, see more... Um, who you know get get more at bats and and when you're in the majors you don't really have an opportunity to tinker with stuff the minor leagues because it's not so it, it is competitive for those guys but you know no one's really keeping track of who wins the minor league world series or i don't even know if that's what it's called that's how much people really don't pay attention to the wins and losses of it you just want to see production and so having a guy down there that can focus more on his mechanics and not have to worry about the day-to-day um attention and the day-to-day um numbers will help and then just gives them more time this season gives them more time um to mature and you you need something like that for a guy and like like perry has said before and i think joe said it too you know if perfect world joe wasn't gonna wouldn't have been up last year because because of everything uh no minor league team to speak of no minor league sis, uh season to speak of um but you know if once the season's normal if the minor league season's normal i can definitely see joe going down there um and maybe you know half a year to you know a quarter of the year easily just to get at bats and get um get his timing down because i mean you've seen it joe has had trouble when he makes a jump to another level all through his career but once he gets it down he's been stellar at every level his jump from single a to double a took him a little bit to kind of adjust but once he did he took double a by storm from from double a to triple a same thing it took him a little while to get used to it and then he took off uh arizona fall league took a little bit to get used to it once he did he took off so i'm not one of these people that think joe's overrated or that we should get rid of him or anything like that i think hey he's you know what 22 years old so if he hits his stride by 24 i think anyone in the world will take it and that's still two years away um we can't get lost on some of these guys ages you know just because they're in the minor leagues doesn't mean they're minor they're made or just because they're in the major leagues doesn't mean they're major league ready and i think joe is a perfect example of that like he's not major league ready yet but doesn't mean he won't be at all um let's see what else we got uh do you believe the rumor that they're out on Bauer? I believe that once it came through. I never thought they were truly in on Bauer. I think it was more of a, a you know, I, I think Bauer wanted everyone to be in on him, and then he finally realized that there's not a lot of suitors for him and his type of personality. Um, 
so I think he's – I'm not saying he's going to backtrack, but you kind of see it now with him being super confident being like, yeah, I'm going to get one-year deals and, and do all this. And now he's like, nope, I don't want that. Now he wants this big contract. And I don't know. I think Bauer kind of set himself up for not disaster because he's still going to get paid. But um, I don't think if you ask him what he was realistically expecting coming into this offseason and what he's probably going to end up getting either from the Angels or the Mets or whoever, I don't think they're going to match up. So um, Bauer out – Angels out on Bauer, I believe so. Um, again, I've mentioned this plenty of times. There's been so many times where Perry, Joe, or anyone in the organization is in a press conference, and the one, the, one of the things they bring up is, is, is clubhouse mentality, is good person, this and that. And I just, I, you know, non-distraction. And when I think of Bauer, I think, you know, is he going to be distraction? There's a, there's a question there. there. I mean, I don't know if you can ever really not question it you know he might not be an issue but he, he can very easily be an issue so it'll be real interesting to see uh what's most likely to happen paxton or rizzi or, or what do you think and i think a lot of those guys and paxton or rizzi is a good two good names that have been coming up a lot for like angel fans and i think a lot of fans i think those guys were going to come off the board as soon as bauer makes a decision because bauer is going to set the market for whatever it is bauer is going to set that market for this offseason so i believe Paxton and Orderizzi, unless someone nails their offer on the nose, are going to wait till after Bauer because then they can kind of judge where they fall into that pecking line. So, again, Bauer's kind of holding all this thing up, all this up. If he signs, let's say, later this week on Thursday or Friday or whatever, then I can say, like, oh, by the end of the weekend, probably two or three of those guys are going to be gone because now they know where they sit with all this. So that's going to be really interesting to see where about where uh Odorizzi and 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 Paxson and, and Archer and all those guys sit once um Bauer sets that market because I think that's really what is gonna what's gonna take is for Bauer to sign somewhere set the market whatever it is if it's that crazy um uh AAV then whatever but at least he sets the market would you give up some serious minor leaguers for the talent uh for him in um uh, I don't know. Uh, see, something like that, Mar- uh, Marquez is so difficult just because of where he pitched in, in Colorado. And then we got one of this two, um, same thing. Uh, are the Angels going to trade uh, for him? But he pitches in Colorado. So his numbers, you can look at his numbers. It's so kind of sketch, you know, because they're in Colorado most of the time. So you're not sure how he's really going to do he's young i believe i looked at it. i think he's like 24 25 so he's a young pitcher i don't know because of that risk because of that uncertainty like i know there's a bunch of um advanced analytics now that can kind of take ballpark configuration and ballpark altitude and all that stuff into consideration and give you more of a solid number but I'm not sure how many of those teams are going to use that solely. Are they going to also use their eye look, their eye test? And when you're in Colorado, your breaking stuff doesn't break as much. And so do you trust it? You know, there's so many questions when you sign someone or trade someone who was previously in Colorado. So, you know, kind of like offensively, if you played in Colorado, is that power for real? I'm not sure. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to depend on what the Angels, what they want. Um you know, this Aaron Otto thing is going to be great. If, if if for whatever reason Colorado doesn't get a bunch loaded for the Aaron Otto trade, then I don't know why Angels wouldn't approach uh, Colorado. Maybe not with major guys, but your second-tier guys. And again, um, one of the main reasons some of these trades has not gone through for the Angels is because a lot of these teams want young minor league pitchers that are like a year, two years away. 
which is like a Reed Detmers, a Chris Rodriguez, and fear the Angels organization, those are the guys you can at least afford to give up because you are going to need those guys to plug up holes. You know, if Bunny's done after this year or, or they don't decide to re- resign him at the end of this year, you're going to need to plug in that hole. If the Otani thing doesn't work out and then he say he switches to a full-time uh, batter in a couple years, you're going to need a hole to, to fit there. But, um, yeah, Marquez does fit the uh, Halo Halo underscore reports does make a great point. Marquez fits into the Rockies plan much better than Arenado does because of the money. Arenado was one of those guys that when he signed, I was super surprised that they gave him that much money. Being the Colorado is not a big market. Now, Arenado did have opt-out. You're right. He probably was going to opt-out. So one of those things where you trade him for something rather than lose him for nothing. But Marquez is the type that does fit the plan because he's a pitcher and he doesn't make a, doesn't make a ton of money and you can afford to hold on to him um, much more than Arenado. And, and so it'd be great if the Angels can pick him up. I don't know if I would be willing to drop a bunch of prospects on him that are like, you know, maybe like if it's a, if it's like a Brandon Marsh and like a third tier prospect, then yeah. But if you're going to ask me if I want to do like a top tier prospect and like maybe a second tier prospect, I'm, I'm probably going to pass on that. Like it's going to have to be, you know, maybe a couple two tiers. That's fine. But if you're saying top end prospects like a Brandon Marsh, like um, Jordan Adams, like I don't know, you know, maybe a Jordan Adams because you do have a lot of outfielders, but he's not necessarily close. So you might have to add a little more with that. How true are the rumors of still getting another catcher after signing Kurt Suzuki? I'm not sure. I'm not here to spread rumors or act like I know what the rumors are. Like, I talked to some people in the Angels who follow the Angels professionally and, and for fun, and, and each of them have kind of different opinions. Um, I think, obviously, Suzuki is a great backup plan for Stassi, but I also think if the right deal comes along... I mean, look at the Suzuki contract. It's like $1.5 million or $1.3 million. If You're telling me if there's another catcher out there that's willing to sign for that with you know, the kind of background and the kind of production that Suzuki has. Obviously, it's not great, but for $1.3, I mean, that's great. <laughs> I don't care. If something like that comes along, I, I would love uh, them to pick up another catcher because I, th- I think that's one position you can have too much depth at. Um, who's your choice for the TV voice? Obviously, you know, Victor Rojas has bounced. He is doing another – he has another opportunity running a minor league team out in Texas uh, closer to his family. So congratulations to him. And if you haven't seen our interview with um, with him, uh, it was like the week after he had made that announcement. Go to our YouTube page, um, All Angels Podcast uh, YouTube page, and look up our interview I did with him. And it's, it's great. He gives an insight to why he left and what he's looking forward to. And then also, obviously, talking about some great Angels memories and stuff like that. So if I had to pick a guy that was good, would fill in, you know, I'm not opposed to getting some of these, like, I've heard like Physioc and, and some of these other guys that have done it before, but I'm also not opposed to bringing in some new blood that someone doesn't know. Um, you know, one name that I think is a under, uh, you know, it's probably a long shot, but I really like him because a, I know him personally and B I've um, heard him on the radio. He's on radio before uh, Steve went, he's the radio voice for the empire 66ers. Great guy, great stories. Like he, he can keep you entertained in games with stories he's had either from seeing guys in the minor leagues or just, you know, um, just doing great stuff. So he's like my long shot. You know, if I had a, take a long shot underdog he would be that but you know um it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with that um you got a couple guys that you can kind of 
move in in from the inside the system i guess you would say i don't know how you how they how they word it but uh Terry Smith can very easily get bumped up to the, to TV, and then you can put like a Trent Rush at radio or anything like that, and kind of work it that way. But a lot of people like Terry Smith, and they don't want him to move from the radio, which I completely understand, and I completely love Terry on the radio when I'm working and there's an afternoon game. Throw it on; it's great. Um, but I, you know, I'm, you know, I just hope whoever does come in and does that is that TV voice has a great personality with Gooby like like Victor does, and they can joke, and they don't take everything so seriously because at the end of the day, it's a baseball game. Um, every win is not the best thing in the world, and every loss isn't the worst thing in the world. So I, I want someone to kind of have that levity and, and can um, make it feel like we are talking to guys like at a bar, just kind of BSing and, and, and stuff like that. That's what I'm looking for, and you know, whoever that person is that fills in that spot, that's, um, that's who I would, I, I would want to see. Now, let's see if we got any more. Uh, we got more questions. Um, so this is a real quick one. Thoughts on the offseason for the Halo so far? I don't think it's over. I still think there's 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 signings to come. I don't know about trades now because some of the bigger names are – or if there are trades, they're going to be smaller trades. Um, but – so far, the good the Iglesias signing uh, closer I think is really underrated. I think that's going to pay real huge dividends at the end of the year. I think that's going to be a signing we look back on and and look at it and be like, wow, I didn't realize it was going to be that big of a factor in the season, and it is. I feel like he can come in, close games right away, and 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 like I mentioned in the beginning, if the Angels would have saved like four more, five more games last season from their league high blown saves, they would have been in the playoffs. And that changes, I think, a lot of people's perspective on where this team is right now and where this team is going forward. Because if we're sitting here talking and we're like, oh, yeah, they made a run in the playoffs, you know, they passed the Astros for that wild card. And like the Astros say, they beat the A's in the, in the playoffs and they get to that second round. Now, where do our, where do, where are we as fans thinking? Are we thinking they're still horrible and they need to just blow everything up and trade everybody to get everything? Or, or are we like, Hey, you know, you get one guy here, one guy there, but we don't want to mess with the, with the nucleus of the team. So to me, that's really interesting. I think that's going to be a, a, a good signing in the future. We'll look back and say, that's great. Um, but yeah, they definitely need a couple more, a couple more pitchers. You know, if it's that order, Izzy, Paxton, Archer, those type of guys, then that's what they need, and just to get depth and and, um, and kind of what um, on deck customs is saying here. People are slipping on canning, expect a breakout season. Uh, you know, you can expect a lot of breakout seasons because a lot of those pitching guys are so young. Like outside of uh, Bundy, outside of Haney, um, now you're talking about canning Sandoval, Jaime. Um, you know, even Otani to a point because he's he's fairly young. All these guys are in their early twenties. I mean, you don't get to be where Bauer is or where um, all these great pitchers are. Cole is without struggling when you get there. Whether that's when you're twenty two, twenty three, and then when you hit twenty seven, twenty eight, that's when you're prime. I suppose that's when you're supposed to be hitting your stride. That's when you're supposed to be the guy that everyone talks about. You know, if it happens earlier, then great. But let's be realistic about it. When you're twenty three. In your first year in the majors, you know, you really have to be someone really, really special, like once in a lifetime, once in a generation type of pitcher to hit the floor running then. You know, there's nothing wrong with struggling your year 22, your year 23 uh, year in the majors and then start gradually improving 24, 25 and hitting your full stride by 26, 27. That's 
as Angel fans, I think that's what we have to look forward to. Uh, if you just hold hold the line and just you know know what's coming, these young pitchers are going to develop, and you hope with um, Mickey Calloway to help them, you know, obviously mature in that way. But we'll see how that goes. You know, we got a young, a lot of young talent that might have been up too early the last couple of years just because of the lack of um, veterans on the team that can stay healthy. Uh, if some veterans stay healthy and produce like a Harvey, like a Cahill, let's just say they had average years when they were here, Julio, if they had average years when they were here, this these younger guys still might have that kind of sparkle to them where it's like, ooh, it's a new hot and coming um, prospect and not the, oh, he's garbage, you know, he's this and that. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But obviously another big thing too um, – that came out today, and I'm really interested to see what people thought about it because um, I did a poll on our Instagram, and I'm going to try to pull up the uh, results or the results right now. But it was real quick. There was a proposal for MLB to have a 154 game schedule. You push back the season a month, so technically your spring training would start like something around like March 22nd. And your uh, opening day would be like April, uh, I think they said like 29th or 28th, something around there. But you get the idea. Push it back a month for a month and only play 154 games. Now, with that idea, you give that extra month to possibly get more people vaccinated and get this uh, the COVID more under control. And you get fans in the season. The owners can get more um, uh, more money that way. It helps with the owners and obviously losing a bunch of money last year. And as we stand right now, again, we're recording this at pretty much 6.30 on a Sunday night. Uh, 40% of the people said they would rather have 162 game with no fans at first but play a full season and then maybe down the line get fans in the stands. And 60% would say they would play 154 games right now with fans, with the delay. And I, I'm the kind of the type that I would rather go to 162 with no fans and then push it off until mid season or whenever, because there's a couple of things. If you delay the season for a hundred and uh, for a month and you only get that 154 game season, it doesn't guarantee anything um, as far as who's going to be in the stands. It could be 30%. It could be 40%. It could be, you could be in California and it'd be 0% because the uh, local government won't allow it. But yet you go down to Arizona or um, obviously Texas or Seattle or wherever, and then they're allowing it. So it depends a lot too on where you live. And being from California, you know what's going on. Like there are no fans in any, sta- in any stands at all right now. And to me, a 154 game season with quote unquote fans, even if they allow, let's say, a 30% capacity right now, at Angel Stadium for opening day. Is that really the same thing? You know, people want to say, yeah, I want to go to ball games. I want to go to ball games. But for me, I want to go to ball games with everyone there. I want to go to the opening day where it's sold out and it's hard as hell to find parking. That's where I want to go. I don't want to go to a ball game. Granted, it'll be cool or whatever to kind of just go see baseball, but I don't want to push it off for a whole another month. And I go to a ball game and it's like me and my wife are sitting next to each other. And the next closest person is like, three rows away and there's not that camaraderie there's not that atmosphere that you get from having an angel game when it's you know opening day sold out or when dodgers are there sold out or when it's just a saturday night bobblehead game and it's you know crazy 
you're not going to get that atmosphere this year. I don't care if, if they push it off for a month or, or, or whatever. Like that atmosphere is probably not going to be here this year because you're not going to be able to fill those stands a hundred percent this year for angel stadium, or I think a lot of stadiums. So I'd rather have the 162 game. Give me the full season then give me the full season. And then, you know, this will hopefully knock on wood, um, be the last year season where we have to deal with whether or not people can be in or out of the stadium. And next year, 2022, you, you, you know, hopefully somewhat back to normal. Maybe you wear, have to wear a mask. Maybe you have to do this and that, but at least the capacity is somewhat back to normal as well. So for 162 games, I would rather have that now with no fans and then maybe get fans down the line, all-star break or later, than push everything back a, a month, still have no guarantee that the thing's going to open back up, and now you condense the season to 154. Like, I'm all for the 162-game season. I'm all for getting out there and letting them play. And even if that means we're not there, I, I got a TV. I can, I can flip on TV. I got a phone. I can flip on the uh, radio broadcast on my phone. Like, it, it's not the worst thing in the world. The worst thing in the world right now is if they get caught up on this and they delay the season even longer than a month, like they did last year. The, the player union knows now they can, they can have a season with uh, – I'm not going to say with ease because obviously last season you had big issues with the Marlins and the Cardinals and some other teams as far as people testing positive and it kind of spreading. But you would hope that they would learn from those mistakes and make this season a little more easier to maintain – a safe clubhouse as far as not spreading anything and also um, a better production on the field because of uh, people kind of know what to expect. Now, last year was so crazy because they had nothing to expect, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but that was kind of the thing. I wanted to jump on here again, kind of like I mentioned earlier, have some new equipment I wanted to test out. So I decided to jump on here because I haven't done a Q&A in a minute and Wanted to see kind of where you guys thought and what some questions you guys had. Um, again, this is going to probably go out on the podcast tomorrow. So definitely check it out. All angels podcast at gmail.com. If you are, um, um, if you have to say you're just getting on right now, you didn't get the beginning part of it or, or you get the bounce right now, you're not going to see the end of it. So definitely check it out. Um, All angels podcast uh, on anywhere you get podcasts. So, um, are the Angels the stupidest franchise in MLB next to the Pirates and the Rangers? Uh, no, because Cleveland's blowing up something that's really good. That's kind of dumb. Uh, stupidest, uh, you know, maybe some of the moves they haven't made, have made, aren't the best. Um, but I don't know what's worse, to be the dumbest franchise out there or be the cheapest franchise out there. Because you look at the Pirates, you look at the cubs now surprisingly you look at the um you know colorado's doing it now you're looking at a lot of these teams cutting payroll so i guess that's another question i should ask would you rather be a dumb franchise or a cheap franchise because at least a dumb franchise if you're willing to spend the money you might get lucky and if you're uh, a dumb franchise you'll get you'll luck into a mike trout every once in a while maybe you know or, or a tin salmon or a vlad guerrero you you can get these players but if you're a cheap franchise you're never going to get these players or you just get them the first couple of years and then you have to get them you know have them bounce because you can't afford them like a lindor in cleveland um so are they the dumbest uh, no i still think there's a good handful couple handfuls uh, ahead of them when it comes to that um, I can understand the frustration, but at the same time, uh, I'd rather them be dumb than cheap. And a lot of teams are going that cheap route right now. And once this pool holes contract kind of runs out at the end of this year, um, it's going to open up a, a lot of opportunities 
uh, payroll flexibility wise and it's gonna be real interesting to see what the angels do now you can actually eat up more of a contract next year in the trade market you know from a smaller team that has a big pay guy that they they know they're not gonna be able to pay in the future you can trade for that guy because now you know once uh, Albert's off the payroll. You can afford to re-sign him at a higher, you know, rate that he was going to want. That uh, a Pittsburgh, a, a Colorado, a Cleveland, you know, those kind of places can't do. So that's something to really pay attention to the future. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're the dumbest. I, uh, you know, like I said, there, I think there's a couple handfuls ahead of them when it comes to that. But um, that's going to wrap it up for this. This live uh, is a good little quick 30 minutes. Um, again, check out the podcast tomorrow, All Angels Podcast, Spotify, uh, iTunes. If you haven't already, check it out. Again, uh, Victor Rojas interview, Chris Rodriguez interview um, on our YouTube page, All Angels Podcast YouTube page. We have it over there. Um, also, other past episodes that we've done. Um, that's something we're trying to do more and more of, and, and we'll get more into that as the season goes with highlights and and. and post game and, and we'll try to mess with it as much as we can once the season is here and hopefully that's in less than a month hopefully or spring training in less than a month and hopefully that is um baseball season at the end of uh at the end of march into into april so that's gonna be really something to watch out for in the upcoming days but i'd like to thank everyone for stopping by um continue to subscribe kind of help us spread the word a little bit share with a friend this is baseball season is coming up this is when we start getting way more active we'll be doing more of these we'll be doing more podcasts hopefully be doing twice twice a week once the season starts or you know uh the spring training starts so uh definitely help us spread the word and, and tell a buddy tell a friend to have them tell someone and try to get this bigger and better because we are really uh driven this season to do a lot more with not only our instagram but our youtube and um again trying to get guys on here that you guys want to talk to whether it be players or people in the organizations you know we've gotten guys and we continue to do it this uh this year so until next time i am Dan garcia and we'll talk to you later getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. 
After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.